Hey, I'm Janelle. And I'm Amber. Collectively, we are Brown Girl Alchemy. A mother-daughter unit using our personal journey and growth within our blackness, womanhood, and lives in general to motivate, activate, revolutionize, inspire, uplift, and heal. We hope to navigate through the seasons with you as we alchemize authentically into the best versions of ourselves. We are our sister's keepers, and this is Brown Girl Alchemizing. Hey, y'all. Hey, mom. Hey, Am. Hey, beautiful brown girl. Hello, hello. This is the second episode of Brown Girl Alchemizing. And first of all, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to us rant and express our feelings and share our journey. And we're so happy that we were able to connect with a lot of you guys. We received really beautiful messages how some of you guys may not have a good relationship with your mom, but you you know, you listen to the podcast and you're inspired to work on that relationship with your mom. And I do encourage that because it's never, ever too late. It's never too late. So thank you. Continue to share with your tribe and thank you for tuning in for the second time. Absolutely. So how are you feeling today? Well, today I'm actually feeling 100% better than I was last week. As you know, I yes. was dealing with a bout of the flu, and my energy was super heavy. Um, on top of being sick, I feel like it was more than just physical. It was kind of spiritual and emotional, so mm-hmm. it was a purging of sorts. But I felt a little sad because I felt like I'm always taking care of people, and in that moment, I really didn't feel like I was being taken care of. And I actually sent a tweet out, and you know I don't really tweet. No. But um, I got a lot of retweets and likes, and I felt like, okay, maybe this is just the universal energy right now. It's just kind of heavy, and everyone's feeling some type of way right now. Definitely is heavy, and that tweet really, I think it aligned with the idea of who heals the healer. Right. That's something, that's a conversation that absolutely. Is, and I think I always comes about. Those exact words. I think I say that a lot. You do? So, yeah. The healer heals its heals their self, though. Right. That's really what it's about. I think the energy, I mean, you guys can let us know how you have been feeling since, when did we, February 1st. Right. The that last two moon. weeks, that you know what it moon. was? The blue, the super blue blood moon was a purge. It, it was yeah. a purge. It yeah. released all of these internal feelings, these Absolutely. traumas. You were just forced to face these right. things and it caused a lot of discomfort. Oh my God. It yeah. caused you to really like choose up in certain situations. Yeah. But I, mean, I was literally laying in bed with 104 fever and I was just thinking yeah. And just thinking like, okay, these are definitely some changes that you need to make. But it's difficult, and I'm sure that many people can relate, when you know that there's things that you need to change, but you're not quite ready to, to actually do the work. Right. So. But I think the first step towards doing the work is acknowledgement. Acknowledgement, absolutely. Because some people are ignorant in, or, towards. Or just or, in denial. Or in, yeah. In denial or just don't know that they need to change or they right. don't see anything wrong but clearly they're unhappy but they or they don't feel capable of changing the right. situation right so because of that heavy energy that we've been feeling and i'm sure that you guys have been feeling too we thought it was important to base our second episode on self-love 
and the untold truths about self-love. Yes. So we'll start off with our candle lighting ritual. Right now I'm lighting a yellow candle. So Amber, tell us about this yellow candle. It's really beautiful. It's vibrant. You know how I feel about the sun. For me, the sun is healing. And this candle is reminiscent of the sun. It's golden. It's beautiful. Talk to me about this. Absolutely. So when I look at this candle, or not even just the candle, because clearly y'all are not here, but when you look at the color yellow, it's very vibrant, like you said, with that sun energy. And it's connected to beauty and healing, confidence, and attraction. And, of course, yellow is connected to the Orisha Oshun. Um, if you're not familiar with Orishas, you probably already know about yes. Oshun. She is like the Beyonce of Orishas. Yeah, exactly. So she is the goddess of femininity, of love, beauty, sensuality. And to me, I think Oshun epitomizes womanhood. Um, we're creators and destroyers. We're sweet and we're spicy And I think that also um, resonates with our self-love journey as well. There's a beauty about it, but there's also not an ugliness, but there's a discomfort that's connected to it. Absolutely. And it's also, yellow also vibrates with our solar plexus chakra, which is located above your abs. It's right in between your heart and your sacral chakra. So it's pretty much in the center Mm -hmm. which is you know you you need to be balanced and you're centered so that's an important chakra exactly and if you're feeling that chakra is all about confidence and your personal power because it is in the middle and if you're feeling a little bit disconnected from your personal power i really really recommend starting a routine of maybe reciting affirmations to reclaim your power and also maybe crystal healing with yellow stones like amber. Oh, really? Like amber? Like mm-hmm. amber okay. or citrine. And when I say crystal healings, I don't really mean like going to a santeria and, you know, getting a raw crystal. But it could be with our jewelry as well. I don't think that we acknowledge the fact that jewelry and the stones that we wear carry different energies. It's same thing with crystals. So I personally like to wear amber, but you could use it through jewelry or even your waist beads. And I really enjoy binaural beats, which is super dope if you're not familiar familiar with them. You can actually look them up on YouTube, but it's basically beats that can be up to an from one hour to up to 10 hours. That is the sound frequency and how it relates to our brain and how it's processed. I love to listen to it before I go to bed or when I'm waking up in the morning. Right. And it really could take you to a different place. Right. It's an amazing way to allow yourself to disconnect from your thoughts and from your emotions and just allow things to kind of pass through you as you focus on the vibrations, the energy and the beats. Exactly. It's I mean, it's the same thing as when you meditate, you focus on your breathing. Absolutely. So with binaural beats, you're focusing on your brain and it's just cool because those sounds I, th- I can't remember the exact science behind it but i think the sounds that they use google yeah i think the sounds that they use it's the type of beat it's maybe like a 4.5 or right. a 5 mile per hour right it it has a certain pace right and that specific pace puts you in the same pace as meditation so maybe we should start an affirmation to go along with this beautiful candle lighting 
I am connected to source. I am the love that I seek. I am the peace that I seek. I need not look further than myself because all that I seek resides within me. When you start to fill a void, maybe some emptiness or even loneliness, please remember these words and look inward because the only persons that will ever be able to fill the void are you and God. And always remember that God resides within you. And so it is. That was really, really beautiful. I might actually rewind it and write those down and focus on that. Well, I'm going to do the same exact thing. (laughs) So this episode, episode two, is all about self-love and the untold truths. And what we mean by that is, as you guys know, there's definitely been a resurgence around self-love. And self-care. And self-care and what what exactly that means and what it looks like and what it feels like. And usually that that image that we've been seeing, and I say image because I feel like there's only been one image that we see. Mm-hmm. It's very flowery, rainbowy baths and, mm-hmm. you know, it's beautiful. But I think self-love is definitely an ongoing internal process And it's really about making decisions and taking steps forward that are best for you and your journey. And I think it's important for us to be mindful that sometimes those decisions or those steps that we make in the process, it can be terribly painful. It can be traumatic. It can be traumatic. It can be painful. It could be hurtful. It could be uncomfortable. And it doesn't always feel good. And I think it's important for us to like reel it back in and know that. Right self-love doesn't always feel good right it's not just it's surface not just level about the pretty things and the external things that we do for ourselves to make ourselves feel good right because sometimes that's like a band-aid we're not really addressing the real issues right and if you're not really addressing the real issues then how, how much are, are we really growing exactly exactly and i think self-love is putting yourself first and the most prominent example I've really had is the relationship that I have with my dad and oh wow and are we gonna yeah yeah we're, gonna we're, go we're going there okay. we're so being, this is authentic we're, we're being open we're being honest and I think that I love my dad but he's also someone who has who not who has who causes me the most pain and I don't even think he realizes it think mm-hmm. he's a bit ignorant towards it well and yeah he i think he has and i think a lot of people use this word and it it it's a strong word but i think maybe a, a bit of narcissism which definitely it doesn't allow a person to see outside of their own self right and narcissists cause the people that love them a lot of pain a lot of pain because they, they can't reflect. They can't see both sides. Yeah, there's no accountability. No, there's never accountability. It's always a blame game. Right. And because of that, it's always, there's never any introspection. Right. And when you're not introspecting, then how are you changing? Right. How are you evolving? How right. are you acknowledging the things that aren't so great about yourself? Or even the things that you feel, well, clearly... Narcissists don't even feel that they should change. <laughs> right, no. But the things that they really should change, they're not able to see that because right. they're too focused on what you're doing. And most times they play the <laughs> they will play the play victim. Play the victim. Absolutely. So because of that, our relationship 
always goes through these phases and now that I think about it we didn't it didn't start going through these phases until you encouraged me to find a voice right because the things that you've experienced as of late they're not new no these are things that Actually, it's interesting because your experiences were once my experiences with him. And um, once we divorced, obviously, our relationship changed. And then I had to encourage you in terms of how you dealt with him and your narrative with your relationship with him. Right. Because I used to like... You would hold things in. I would hold things in or or I would... He would disappoint me and... I would be like, well, mom, how about you tell him? And then it just got to a certain point and he's like, Am, you need to find your voice. You need to be expressive. You need to communicate how you're feeling. Absolutely. So it wasn't until I started communicating how I was feeling that we went through these phases because he didn't like to hear the truth. Right. As long as you were okay with his behavior and as long as you were quiet about it there wasn't a problem right it only became a problem once you addressed it right and because of those things I've had to learn not just him but I mean I'm using him as an example but it goes with all types of different relationships that you need to learn how to put people in boxes right and so for me I know that because of our relationship goes through these phases, I have to kind of keep him in a box and also like keep him at distance. And you choose yourself and, it's and about, your peace. Yeah, I'm choosing myself and my peace first. And it's sometimes, it's not ideal for me. Of course, I don't want to go through periods where I'm like not talking to my dad, but I found myself... Um, inputting and giving all of this energy to him and literally ending a conversation just livid or crying or just so upset and it's like he's not affected by it right why am I so affected by it and not only why am I so affected by it but why am I allowing him to bring me into this space where I don't feel like myself where I do where I'm feeling like not happy right and I think that's that self-love, choosing yourself first. And that has to do with energy preservation, saving your energy. Right. Um, I think with that said, we're conditioned to stay in toxic relationships. Absolutely. Especially, especially African-Americans and especially African-American women. You know, there's this ride or die thing that we have, especially with, you know, personal relationships. And then with family, we're taught you respect your mom and dad. You only get one mother and father. Mm -hmm. And that's just what it is, regardless of what they do to you. That's your mom and that's your dad that they cause. you. And I believe that for a very long time. And so I came to the conclusion that that is absolutely, absolutely a false narrative you must disconnect yourself from anyone who causes you pain. Anyone. You are not supposed to go through life living in pain. That's not why we're here. Right. So it's important to determine what is good for you, what serves you. 
That's a practice of self-love, removing people and things from our life that do not serve us, do not serve our spirit, do not serve our soul, our heart, our peace of mind. That's part of self-love. It's about energy preservation, correct? Save your energy for those who deserve it, for those who are going to give you what you give them. Energy is everything. Low frequency versus high frequency. Amber, you know what I'm talking about when I when I tell you this story. Right. For as Let's long see. as I can remember, I was the one friend. I, I always had a small clique, but I was the one person that was highly, highly intuitive and highly sensitive. So we go places and we meet people and I'm always like, um, I'm not comfortable. No, I don't like this person. The energy is off. And yep. everyone would always look at me like I was crazy. Yeah, I was and that then same friend too. Come to find out, you know, a couple of weeks would pass or months would pass and they'd be like, Janelle, you know what? You were right about so and so because they did this or they did that. I go off of energy. And that's just what it is. Like I energy don't, does not lie. Energy doesn't lie. Carries. Yeah, I everything don't care is about your representative that you're putting forth. I don't care about that mask that you have on. I don't care about your your job description and how much money you have in a bank. Your energy is going to tell me everything, everything I need to know, need and to it's know. going to let me know whether or not this is a relationship that I'm going to choose to continue or pursue. Everything that you do, including the people that you're surrounded by, should be in alignment with how you vibrate energetically. The goal is to be vibrating on a high frequency. But also remember that when we vibrate low, we attract those that are vibrating low with us. It's kind of like you are who you attract. And I'm sure we've heard that a million times. Absolutely. So... It's important to take a moment to figure out how you're vibrating energetically by taking stock of the people, the situations, and the things that are currently in your life. This includes family, friends, relationships, financial status, jobs. How do all of these things that you have make you feel about yourself? And after you reflect on those things, then take a moment to reflect on how you desire to vibrate energetically. If you want to even vibrate higher, how do you want to feel about yourself? And what are the what are the qualities that you want to be surrounded by in your tribe or even in your work environment? And use those thoughts as a motivational force to take the steps forward towards healing the things in your life that you really, really want to change and commit to that. Absolutely. As soon as you reflect and you make that decision that you want to change, Stay true to your thoughts right. and stay true to, you know what? I really do want to vibrate higher. Right. My energy, I'm looking around and I'm seeing that, you know what? The people around me, maybe we do vibrate on the same frequency, but that's not really what I'm trying to vibe with right now. Right. I'm trying to level up a little bit. I'm right. trying to get my vibes right. And there, there are those times, Amber, when we're in situations where we might not be able to change in that moment. And in those moments, it's important to seek the lessons because what I always tell myself is I'm always exactly where I need to be. So 
please remember that you're always exactly where you need to be. Even if it's not where you want to be, there's a reason why you're in that space. Right. Take stock and try to figure out why. Why is it that the universe, why is it that God has put me in this situation? There's clearly something in this situation that I need to learn that I haven't learned yet or a pattern that keeps repeating. And it will keep repeating. Absolutely. Until the universe will hit you in the face with the same old things. Yes. It will take different shapes. It will... uh, it carry will be on the, the same spirit of person people. in a different <laughs> in, in a, a different, different body. body absolutely and it's really just the universe testing you to yeah. see like let's see let's, if she got this shit right yet exactly nope she don't nope okay let's do it again absolutely and i realize that it gets harder and harder it does each time so you've witnessed this in in my life in you've my life it. too yeah absolutely so A part of that self-love is really, 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 truly listening to that inner voice and being attentive to those messages that the universe throws our way. If you are, if you are in sync or if you are really, really listening to that voice that's telling you, you know what, this person isn't for me, this situation isn't for me. Life becomes a lot easier. It becomes so much more easier because it's okay. It's like, okay, cool. Lesson learned, on to the next. Right. If you, and you're if, going with the flow exactly. and you're allowing. And you but know if what? you choose not to, sorry, if you choose not to, then you just kind of live in a groundhog day. Right. The same things keep happening and that's when you start feeling stagnant. And stuck, yeah. Yeah. So you had an interesting week and it definitely is a perfect example of what you were just discussing so tell us about your lesson that you learned this week um so i was offered an opportunity that i thought would be super super cool um for me just like as a writer Mm -hmm. it was a really dope opportunity and it was something that i really invested a lot of energy into i took a day off of my job you felt at that time i felt at that time it was a great opportunity i have to say that i wasn't on board 100 percent all the way but go ahead with the story so, you know, I took a day off work. I was staying up all kinds of hours. Like, I've barely gotten sleep the last two two weeks. And there were multiple instances where I really felt like my work was being undervalued. And when I say undervalued, I really mean undervalued. Like, yeah. this person was kind of shitting on me. Well, they were critiquing you in a way that made you feel very uncomfortable Um, You worked very hard, and this person was making you feel like your work wasn't valuable and it wasn't worthy. Right. So it was weird because something that was initially supposed to make me feel good was leaving me super stressed and anxious. Like, I'd wake up thinking about thinking about it right and i'd go to sleep thinking about it and it just wasn't it became a really big deal it became a really big deal and like i couldn't i just wanted to get it over with Mm -hmm. and when i'm doing something that has to do with my craft whether like just creating in general i never feel that way i want to be in that moment Mm -hmm. i enjoy the process of creating and this specific time i was just like let me just do it and get it done with and just be done with it because right. I don't want to deal with this 
no more. Like, right. I don't want to feel this way. So it just really started to feel not worth it anymore. And I felt uncomfortable about how I was going to navigate this feeling or this issue because I didn't want to be um, unprofessional because this is my first time working with this um, specific person or business. And I was worried about how I was going to be perceived, right. which I also realized that that was just my insecurities right. because why was I... Why was I valuing myself based on how this person felt about me or what they would say? And it was like, I know my track record and whatever little input you have to say is not going to change anything. But you kind of reminded me that I don't need validation from anyone or anything. And I slept on it. And the next day I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I really, I decided to move myself from the situation. And I was thinking about it like the day before. And I was worrying like, you know, will I feel guilty about it? If I just kind of back out, out of it now, like, am I into, am I in too deep? But I didn't feel, I ended up not feeling guilty about it because I know my true worth ethic. I know how hard I worked on this project I was so, so flexible, and, and I you, did... Hmm? You put your best foot forward. You really did. I and did, I and I tried to. I watched you work through the process, and um, I could be very critical of you in a loving, motherly way, Right. and I had nothing to say. Actually, I think I encourage you to, you know, cut your losses. Yeah, and... I did all that I I did all that I could to make it work, but it just wasn't working. So I had to put myself first, and I did it. And the person was extremely upset about it, but I don't really feel any type of way. I, in fact, I feel like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. And of course, I was disappointed that I invested so much in energy into it, but. The universe was revealing to me that the situation wasn't for me. Right. And I decided to listen. And I think the, the, I think what I said was, this is supposed to make you feel good. Yeah. And it's not. It's making you feel terrible. So listen to spirit. Yeah. That's exactly what you said. And that was my Oprah aha moment. Like, duh. Yeah. I'm supposed to be... Like, really, when this opportunity came about, I was so gassed. I was so excited. Like, you know, I was into it. And then as the days, the weeks passed, it was just like it became a burden Mm -hmm. and not something that I was even into anymore. So I think the other lesson in that is that you you don't need something to validate you. Absolutely. Because I think you thought that this project would, you know, put a stamp on you. It's like, girl, you don't need that. Yeah, I definitely thought that. And that understanding that I don't need validation from anyone and also listening to my inner voice, listening Absolutely. to spirit, those were my lessons in self-care this week. So we've learned that self-love is absolutely healing. Yeah, and right? it's an ongoing process too. So with all of that said, we think that the most important aspect of self-love is healing. For sure. And it's the biggest factor in our spiritual journey, our chemical journey, and our soul journey. So what are some things that you're working towards healing on right now? For me, um, my healing has kind of been a lifelong lesson because it's just taking me a really long time to get there. And 
uh, I guess my biggest issue are probably abandonment issues yeah. and they stem from my childhood. And it's really difficult when you have childhood trauma because how do you get yourself out of it? How do you get yourself out of it? What happens is when you are traumatized or hurt as a child, you're unable to process that pain. You process it as an adult because now you're an adult. Now, looking back, I understand that how I felt might not have been the truth. Yeah. Did my mother abandon me? Absolutely not. My mother was there every single day. Physically? It was physically. It was how she made me feel emotionally because she was so disconnected from me dealing with her own pain. As a child, you don't have the ability to say, mommy's in pain, she's hurt, she really loves you, but she's just not able to express that. What you feel is no one loves me, no one understands me, I'm alone, I'm by myself. And those feelings have been stuck inside me and they've shaped how I've lived. They've shaped my relationship choices. They've shaped my life choices. And it's painful. It's really painful. And even talking now, I'm very vulnerable because I feel the hurt child inside of me still. So I think that that's something that a lot of people can relate to especially black people and black families because we grow up with this sense of we grow up we have so many different experiences as far as our parents and our upbringing but I think we can all relate to whether it was direct relation or just seeing it from the outside looking in that a lot of our parents are dealing with pain and we aren't taught how to work through our pain or work through our issues so we project these pains onto our children right and we carry it on and then it, it just repeats this it's this cycle. cycle of generational trauma and like how do we get ourselves out of that this is the first step because the other thing that we're taught is not to express these things yes we're especially to be men strong And, you know, we're built for this and we can deal with anything. And it's not true. And I think that's why the African-American community has such an issue with mental illness. And as you know, mental illness runs in our family. You and I both deal with anxiety and depression. And I'm not ashamed or embarrassed about it. This is just something that I have to deal with. And I learned to deal with it. And... I've taught you from day one, it's so important to express yourself and to communicate. Use your words, talk, use, Yeah, you know. You used to tell me, like, your voice is your, your biggest it's instrument. It's your biggest instrument. It's your biggest weapon. And even with Shane, you can attest, I have a 10-year-old. Amber has a 10-year-old brother. <laughs> and it's important for me, raising a black male, that he understands that, Listen, we're not doing that macho thing. If you're hurt, you need to tell me. If there's something going on with you emotionally, you need to express it. Yeah. You don't have to be strong. Yeah. Being having strength is using your voice and knowing Ooh. how to deal with your emotions because with men, that's the worst type of man that you can deal with, one who's not emotionally available and one who hasn't learned how to deal with his with his emotions. Right. And it's like, is it our responsibility to teach a man how to do these things? No. And I don't think that you can. 
I think it's a very difficult thing. It's something that they have to learn, which is why I encourage women. I encourage all you beautiful brown ladies out there. If you have sons, it's so important to teach them how to express themselves and to teach them that it's okay to be sensitive and it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay to cry. And teach them that it's okay but also when they do these things comfort them absolutely comfort them be be there for them absolutely and because no one understands that feeling right you know more than you do absolutely we can relate to it yeah so just be be that shoulder yeah and this this was a heavy a heavy podcast right it was this episode was a little bit more heavy so you know what let's end this with a a quote to reflect on okay healing works through a kind of detox things have got to come up in order to be released that is true of our personal issues and also our collective issues we can't just push the darkness down pour pink paint over it and then pretend it's not there we have to look at it accept that it exists and then release it for healing and that was something that marianne williamson said i love her me too she's amazing if anyone wants an amazing book to read please pick up of course and miracles by her yes so in this episode we wanted to dig deep it was important for us because we live in such a smoke and mirrors world where people are obsessed with making things look pretty. Yes. Social media happens to be the biggest advocate of this. We just wanted to remind you that if you do the internal work, the voids will be filled and you will find the true joy that you're seeking. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you were able to connect with us through some of the things that we've shared. The olive branch has definitely been extended and we'd love to continue the dialogue. So please engage with us and share your feedback, suggestions, likes, tell your sister, give us some positive energy. You can use the hashtag BGA podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at browngirlalchemy.com at browngirlalchemy and at Janelle underscore one. That's J-E-A-N-N-E-L-L underscore one. Till next time, brown girls. We see you.